Hello, everyone. Thank you for watching Principal Living. Today, we have a special guest, Riley Meek. He is the host of the Sales Conversion Podcast and founder and CEO of the Social Dynamic Selling System, which turns dinner seminar marketing into a science. After responding to a small ad on Craigslist in 2009, Riley was introduced to a new concept of selling. And just having $673 in his bank account, Riley went to produce over $100 million in sales over the last nine years. Now that he has perfected this model through continual trial and error, he's sharing his learned wisdom and is now on a mission to help other entrepreneurs and business owners to achieve their revenue goals. They have to live the lifestyle they desire. Everything he teaches is proven to create a predictable, sustainable, and scalable selling system. I would like to welcome you guys, Riley Meek. If you can give us a little bit of background, a little bit of information as far as what you do and who you are, um, so the audience can know a little bit about yourself. Sure, well, I appreciate it, man. Um, so yeah, Riley Meek, I, I uh, currently reside in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, right now I'm actually in, in uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida though, at our condo down here, I get to enjoy some time down here. Um, but yeah, the last decade I have been uh, focusing on sales and marketing, um, specifically within the dinner seminar arena. So we've we've become pretty good at at filling rooms uh, with our with our clients' ideal customer, um, their you know their true client avatar, uh, filling rooms with them, and then coaching people on how to how to present, create sense of urgency, and ultimately then close sales. Uh, for their their organization, so that's what I've been doing. I've I've started seven of my own companies within that um, arena. Um, all seven of them we've taken to seven, and a couple of them even eight figures within the first year of each. Uh, we've generated over a hundred million dollars over the last nine and a half years now doing this. And um, a handful of years ago, I realized that I didn't really have any passion for the products that I was selling. Uh, and it's you know financially everything was looking great. On paper, we look like uh, you know it, it was an ideal situation. But if anybody has ever experienced that, where it's like you just—I had this sense of just unfulfillment within my life, and I knew I wasn't really stepping into my my true calling. And and I had the rather than looking for like the next product and the next service that I was going to sell, I thought, man, the system is really what works. And could I teach people? Could I coach people how to implement this system into their own businesses? And uh, that's what we've been doing now over the last few years um, is, is helping business owners, helping entrepreneurs uh, develop what, what we've really have kind of coined a, a sustainable, a predictable, and then ultimately a scalable selling system uh, within their business. So as far as your, your concept, does it apply to every business or how does it, how does it apply to, to yeah. specifically to one area? Great question. So, as I mentioned, we've done this in multiple different industries. Um, however, if dependent upon what your product or your service is, if, if you're selling a $48 widget with no additional lifetime value to that, that customer, I'll be the first to tell you that our, our system's not gonna, not gonna be the one for you, right? Because it does take some money to, to, to identify our client, to market to them, to get them to show up, we're usually buying them a, a you know a steak dinner or something like that, so that takes some money. So it's usually more of a high ticket sale. Um, for instance, I'll give you some examples of some of our, our recent clients. Uh, uh, you know, we're doing a lot in the solar industry. 
Um, we've, we've worked with a lot of medical professionals, doctors in the regenerative medicine space. Um, you know, financial advisors have been using this model for years. So it's not like I, I invented this, this concept. Uh, we've just really kind of perfected it um, and made it, made it usable in multiple different verticals. Uh, so, you know, the real estate market, uh, investment clubs, uh, the home remodeling industry, we do a lot of business in. So it's, it's kind of all over the board, but at the core of it, it's, it's a higher ticket sale, right? We need to be able to make sure we've got a proper return on investment in order to make this that sustainable and predictable uh, selling system that I had mentioned before. Got it. And what, one quick question to know a little bit about more, more about you. What separates you from another, let, let's say, selling technique? Mm-hmm. Um, what will be the, the different, something that makes you different in the market? Sure. sure. Well, I think the, the, the concept behind what we do is I believe sales today is, is a lot different than what it used to be, right? And a lot of people just think sales is like a four-letter word, you know? And at the core of it, if you look at the Norwegian root of the word uh, uh, sales or to sell, it actually means to serve. And I feel like that's really what we do is, is we are filling a room with, you know, your ideal client. They are there to hear about you we've positioned you as the authoritative figure in your specific industry. And from there, what we do a great job is getting our, our potential customers to know, like, and trust us. Because today the buying, the buying cycle or buying process is, is so different than what it used to be, right? There's information is at, at, our, at our fingertips. If they want to price, price something out or get a quote on something else, they can instantly do a Google search. And so we create an, an environment where obviously we're reaching out to cold prospects. They're coming in. They got to get to know you first, right? And then they got to like you. So we, we teach people, you know, uh, different techniques and strategies to get to speak their, their language, to get them to like you because people do business with those that they like. But ultimately, it's that trust factor. And I think that's, that's the key component that sets us apart from anybody else that, that would do this type of format or any online marketing, right? There's that, there's that no like, and trust that I feel, especially now um, that everything's online and virtual, that I think it's a missing component that a, a lot of uh, customers, a lot of prospects desire, right? Is to be able to, you know, talk to somebody face to face, to be able to shake their hands if they're not worried about, you know, spreading, uh, uh, COVID or anything like that. It's like that. That's a, a a a desire I think that's missing, and that we are able to fill that gap not only for our clients but for that the customers as well. And and it and we've done that by really marrying the marketing and the sales. Because I what I mean by that is I feel if you look at corporate America, there's there's always like a marketing department, there's a sales department, right? And if sales are down, they're blaming it's bad marketing. And if, if, if marketing is not producing, then it's, it's the sales fault, right? It's like, it's, it's just that it's not a, a congruency of working together where what we've done always starting with the end in mind is let's know who your true client is. Where are they shopping? Where are they? Right. And like, where is it, is it, uh, uh, geographically, it doesn't really matter where they are, but where are they shopping? Is it online? Is it in person? And we, we can create a message that gets them to take action, to create a sense of urgency, 
and then actually present our product. So we have continuity throughout the entire process from initial touch to thank you, I'm happy that I made this purchase. And I think that's a, a key component in most marketing and sales strategies that, that people are using today. All right, so in, in this day and age, if, just like you said, everything's online now. So how, how important do you think or in your experience throughout this whole time that you've been doing this, how important do you think this is like the human bond that has to be involved in a sale? How, how important do you think it is in order to close a deal? Well, again, the, the higher ticket item, I think it's, you, it has to be there, right? If you're selling a, I said solar, if you're selling a $30,000 solar package, people aren't just gonna enter their credit card online and, and make that decision, right? So it's, if, you know, if, if you have a lower priced product or service, you can build an online funnel, you can automate it. Cool. That's, that's perfect. Like we're, we're probably not going to be the, the, the marketing company for you. Um, now I have divisions of that within our company because we do a lot of our marketing to generate clients to utilize our marketing. Like, so we, we, we have that available, but the, the higher the price point for your sale, the, the human interaction, that component of, physically talking with somebody again, whether it's over the a webinar like this, or if it's actually in person, the higher the ticket item, the more necessary that that actually is to gain that no like, and trust. Got it. Okay. So that's, that's awesome. You do have a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of experience to back you up on that based sure. on, on, on what you have done. And just to jump a little bit into what we talk about here, we talk about principles that you have applied into your life um, that got you to where you are today. And for us, a principle is a set standard that you won't compromise. So something that, that you believe, a hard belief that you put in your mind and you follow and you never compromise. So just to, to jump into the first one, is there a principle that you have applied into your life that it will be the most important one for you that got you to where you are today? Most definitely. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, man, is you know we are the sum of the five people we surround ourselves with. And, and I can you know, give examples of this multiple times within my life, you know, good examples and bad examples. Uh, the first one being when I was in high school, uh, at the age of 15, I, got, I took my first job, it was making pizza at this small town gas station. I live, I grew up in South Dakota, a town of like a thousand people, right? So there's not a whole lot going on there. Um, I took my first job. I worked eight hours. I did the math in my head because I was getting paid $5 and 15 cents an hour. I did the math. I said, there's no, no chance I'm doing that again. Um, so that was like the initial start of my entrepreneurial kind of journey. And I realized there wasn't a lot of, you know, successful entrepreneurs within you know, a hundred miles of where I lived. So I needed to figure out how I could, how I could find people that I could glean off of. Right. I, I started to read lots of different books. Um, and I found myself once a month, I was driving up to the Minneapolis area. It's a over five hour drive to, to meet with people over on a weekend, just to surround myself with like mindsetted people. And I, I think that was a big component. I started doing that at the age of 15, that allowed me to just be around people that either had what I wanted or had the same desire that I wanted. And, and we had that same mindset. 
and I always say like mindseted, not like minded, because it, it doesn't do us a lot of good to be around people that all think the same way that we do. But if we all have the same mindset, that that you know power of positive thinking, if you want to call it that, but, but we, our mindset is that we are either you know we are either progressing or we're regressing, and we, if we can continually pro progress, um, that's of the same mindset. And so um, I put myself in positions that that I was able to surround myself to be able to just learn. And at a young age, I didn't have a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of examples in my life, but I realized I had to put myself out there and seek out those people that I could be around ultimately. And then I could level up and then I leveled up. Right. And if at any point in my life, I looked in my circle and I said, man, I'm the top dog here. I need to find a new circle. Not that I can't pour into, you know, people that are in my life right now that are looking to level up, but at, at multiple times in my life, I've had that experience where, I looked around and it was like, I was the top dog in that circle and there wasn't any more that I could get out of it. And it's not always about what you get out of it, but I, I wanted to progress and I wanted, I, so I had to keep, keep finding people. And I think I will do that till the day I die because I know that we are all called to excellence at any point that I'm, I'm letting off the gas a little bit here. I feel like it's, it's a waste of, of God given talent and, and blessings that we're all here that have the access to, I think some, a lot of us just don't tap into that potential that we all have that is clearly God given. Definitely. So I, I do agree on that, on that part, as far as environment, because I think that's, that's what you're talking about. Yep. The five people that are around you, pretty much the environment that you are, that you are at. And uh, one thing that I can tell you on my experience, like I remember when I was you know, I started in a, in a small job. I actually worked in, in McDonald's at the, at the beginning before I kind of went into sales. And I remember, you know, making eight, $10 an hour. And the people that were around me, they were like, okay, we're, we're doing about the same. So if you're in the same circle, you don't see anything greater than what you already have around you. But when, when you tap into someone else, right, or another person, you 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 get their experience, and they're telling you, "Well, I'm making a thousand every every week, or I'm making ten thousand a month, or I'm making a hundred thousand a month." Then it opens up your your mind to say, "Like, what are they doing?" And and you start to to look for the opportunities to see what what to do or how to get there, right? So your environment, I I truly believe that that it's it's very crucial. Um, as far as your environment, like I've always thought about this and, and I would like to get your perspective. So you said like, how, what can you get out of the people that are around you? Right. But at the same time, when you go into a higher, a higher level with other like-minded people in a greater level, what do you think you have to do? Like, do you give something first in order to access those type of people or what was your, your experience to in, in order to be able to tap into a higher a higher level and a higher mindset yeah yeah great question because if, if you're going into any sort of circle or you know i've been part of a number of different masterminds and if you're going there solely to get mm -hmm. that's easily recognizable right and and we we reap what we sow without a doubt so any relationship that i that i'm looking to get or, or i'm looking to you know, surround myself with, it's always with how can I serve you? You know, what value can I bring to the table? I want to sow into them, even if 
it's a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire, right? But if there's something that I can provide of value to that person, even if it is a word of encouragement or, uh, you know, uh, just a small little token of appreciation of, you know, there, I'm always trying to provide value in every relationship that I'm going into because I know that that is going to reap rewards in the, in the end, right? So we need to, we need to drop seeds. We need to, we need to plant seeds in the spring and then ultimately be able to have a harvest in the fall, right? And that's knowing that there's a, a process to that It not, not expecting things right away. There's a, there's a reason why there's a gestation period, right? Why we're a, a, a woman is pregnant for nine months, 39, 40 weeks, right? It's like, you can't go into week 26 and say, come on, baby, get out of here. Let's, let's get this thing going. And you can't do that in a relationship either. If you're, if your goal is to, you know, obviously we, we're looking to level up and be around people, but we're doing that by planting seeds, giving value. How can I help providing services? And then ultimately we're going to reap that harvest. Uh, but if there is a process in a time period um, to, to make that harvest actually bear fruit. Got it. So always provide value. That's, that's pretty much the, the constant, right? For you in each level that you have gone up, how much value do you think you, you have to give in order to go into a higher level? Is it something more personal? Is it something that you do based on the skills levels, the uh, skill level that you have? Like, uh, do you offer yourself for it or do you offer just something that like mentally wise or knowledge wise you can, you can give to them? Is there something well, specific? I think any given relationship is going to be different. Um, we all have gifts that we've been given. And if you're able to identify those gifts, um, it's going to be easier for you to be able to know how you can provide value. Uh, but there's times, you know, where it's like, it's intimidating. You're like, man, I don't know what the heck can I help this guy with? And at the end of the day, if, if that's the case, I, I'm a firm believer that we we're either, we've probably heard this, this analogy before. It's like, are you the, the thermometer or are you the thermostat? Right. And, and if we wake up in the morning or if we walk into a room and we're just checking the temperature, that's simply a reflection of what's going on. And that would be an example of you're, you're, you're a thermometer. You're letting life happen to you and, and at you. Right. Where if you wake up with the attitude that you're the thermostat, you're going to set the temperature in whatever room that you go into. So if you wake up and it's 70 degrees, but your thermostat is set at 75, what are we going to do? to get to set the temperature in that room and having that confidence and in walking into a room, having that presence is it commands a room and, and just having that mentality that I'm not letting life come at me. I'm going after it and I'm going to seek out being intentional with, with all of our interactions. That's why, you know, in the, in the mornings I do what I, we call it the three minute miracle. And, and, and it's not a, a miracle by any means to us, but I'll take, I'll take three minutes and I'll find a couple people that I can direct message, whether it's social media or text message, uh, you know, Facebook, whatever it is. And I'm just going to speak into their life. Like it, it could be simply, Hey bro, I, you are on my mind today. I hope everything is going well. Or, you know, I'm, I'm throwing it up for you today. I'm praying for you, whatever it is, you know, something just so minor like that can literally change somebody's entire life. Knowing that one person is thinking about them, you know, the little, little things in, 
in doing those little things do not go unnoticed to the right people. And just having that confidence um, that the, those little things, being able to set that temperature in every room and every relationship that you go into does not go unnoticed. And eventually, uh, you'll, like I said before, you will be able to reap that harvest um, once the time has been put in. And I give and you, and you shall receive. Batman. Got it. <laughs> So that's awesome. I, I, I really like that concept of, of being able to give value, being able to give pretty much yourself to, to help other people. And in the end, it will come back to you. I, I really, really like that. So that's, that's a, a really good principle to have in mind. As far as um, jumping maybe into the second one, what do you think it will be the most, the second most uh, important principle you have applied into your life? So once I had gained, you know, surrounded myself with the, the like mindsetted people, I had gained a little bit of success, we'll call it financially, and, and things were seemed to be going really well. I felt like I'd really hit a, a plateau in my life in, in all aspects, relationships, uh, you know, my marriage, just I was just not happy. Again, financially, things were fine, but it wasn't like I was progressing. And one of the most important things that I did was I, I invested into a coach and, and that was a, a pivotal time in my life because doing that, you know, I've had coaches in all aspects of my life. I've, I have a personal train fitness trainer right now. It's not that I don't know how to go work out, mm -hmm. but I have a, I hire a coach for two reasons. I know that if I invest my money, I'm going to do it. Right. Like, so I, I hire an expensive one for that matter. I don't hire one that's 10 bucks. Right. So I want to, I know if I'm going to invest into them, they're going to, there's going to be fruit there. Right. And then when I hired a business coach, it really excelled my business because it sometimes as a business owner or an entrepreneur, sales rep, whatever it is, it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. And it's important to get that outside perspective even if it is just having a conversation and bouncing some, bouncing it off somebody, venting for, you know, that, it could be as simple as that. So talking through situations really allowed me to see things from a different perspective that got me out of the weeds, that got me from operating in my business to, to allow me to step back and operate on my business. And prior to this, I had some buddies, you know, some other, my sales guys I could bounce ideas off of, my wife which I, I, I mean, as, as great as like having accountability partners, if there's anything that I could suggest is to have somebody other than your wife be this person. So they're not emotionally engaged or emotionally involved. Okay. Just because you need that outside perspective. And that's why I was like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hire somebody. I still have a coach to this day. I coach people now, but I have a coach to help me be a better coach. Right. And that's, that's the idea is that I, when I invest that money, I know I'm continually, you know, leveling myself up as we talk about there's surrounding yourself with the right people. And then there's actually investing into yourself from a personal development standpoint to continually get better and better and better. So when I did that, my, my income quadrupled within a couple of years. And, and that was one of the most important things that I've done. And now that I suggest a lot of people do as well. Uh, because once my income leveled up, it was great. Then I, then I was able to focus on relationships, on my mental health, my spiritual health. A lot of things were able to fall in, in place once I had that stress uh, you know, off of my life at that time. 
Definitely. Um, so one thing that I've, that I've noticed is the same thing with you. So pretty much getting a mentor or getting a coach will yeah. accelerate your life. And one thing that I have noticed is that even in, in, in the physical realm, when I was, when I was starting to go to, to, to the gym, you know, I, I remember I will go into the gym and I will look at all, all the, all the machines and I'll be like, what the heck do I do? So I'll be kind of all over the place. I didn't know exactly what to do. I didn't have a, an exact workout routine that I can kind of get it myself into and get results. So I believe, I, I truly believe what you said that once you get someone else, uh, like another person and they give you a, a straight line of what to do, their experience, you, you're able to accelerate even more because I, I remember as soon as I, I got somebody to help me out, I mean, I started going more often to the gym. I started getting better, better results and everything started kind of like laying, um, laying in front of, of, of itself. Like it was a domino effect. And I truly believe that once you get a coach and once it's, it's helping you out a little bit in one area, it reflects all over. Cause I noticed that in myself when I was in the gym and I started doing better everything started being being better as well everywhere in every area of my life one made you realize that you needed somebody to to kind of to tell you or or to coach you what was the the pivoted point for you to to understand that you needed somebody yeah i thought you know prior to this i thought coaches were like a bunch of malarkey like i'm not gonna pay somebody i'm smarter than they are right it's like come on to pay somebody to, to give me advice on, on something that I've created millions of dollars with already. So that was my mindset, but I still had a desire for more. And I think it was that realization that, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to go fast, it's easy to go it alone, but if you want to go far, it's much easier to do it with someone else. And I was sick of trying to go fast. I wanted to go far. In, in all aspects of my life and, and max, max every one of those out. And I knew I needed to, again, I've surrounded myself with the right crowd, the right group, but I wanted to take it another level. And I knew investing into myself monetarily to be able to take that step was going to, I was going to take it more serious. And, you know, I, I, I had to find a couple, I went through a couple where I was like, I'm just, this isn't really, I'm not really getting anything out of this. And part of it was, I wanted to find somebody that I knew, you know, had kind of been down the road. And, and my, my philosophy right now on any coach that I, that I hire or that I work with is that if I look at the fruit in their life and, that, and if they don't have the fruit that I want to bear, I'm not going to hire them, right? Because there's so many coaches out there and, and you always hear the, the phrase, those who can't tend to teach, right? There, there's always experts telling you, how great, you know, if you back to the fitness, if you hired a personal trainer that was 40 pounds overweight and shoving donuts in their mouth at the gym, what, what are you doing? Like they're not, they're not even doing it for themselves. And so I want to hire from a financial standpoint, I want to look for financial advice from somebody that's made more than me. I, the, the personal trainer, fitness trainer that I have has got about 3% body fat. He's got multiple uh, world records in the bodybuilding physique shows. It's like the dude's, I mean, he's epic at what he does. I'm going to find and seek out the best of the best of the best to, to feed into my life because that's where I'm trying to level up and get to. And so um, 
that having that realization that those people have gone farther than me, I'm going to, I'm going to set my pace. I'm going to set my stride with them so I can, I can, you know, hopefully meet them and then go above and beyond, uh, you know, once I've leveled up at each level in, in those components of life. I really like that quote you gave. If I want to go fast, I go at it alone. But if I want to go far, I need somebody to help me out. I, I really, really like that. A lot of people that I see, in, even in the streets, they're, they're always going fast, but they're not going anywhere. Right. Like, I feel like they're, you're, in a, you're in the traffic, and they, they're just going all around other people, and they're just trying to get to, to a place to not do anything. Right. When you when you build patience and when you when you already know you have a destination, you work hard, but you you see the angle in mind. Like the farther you see, the better for you. So I really I really like that. That that, that was that was an awesome uh, way of of evaluating and seeing everything. But, and then just to to kind of jump into the third one, is there a third um, principle that you have applied in in your life that has been crucial for you? Yeah, I think it's the, the, my morning kind of routine or, or ritual. Um, before, you know, I, I, I never really had a, a routine. It was like I, I got out of bed and I let life happen, right? I was being the thermometer in my life. I wasn't setting the temperature at, at what I was going to walk at that, that day. And I read a book called Make Your Bed, and it made it was so easy. I mean, it just it was like this makes sense. Like the first thing you do, it's why Marines, the first thing they do in the morning, they make their bed. And it's not be, to be, uh, to have a nice bed, but it's, it's, it's an act of discipline that they put in their life that if you can accomplish one little thing in the morning, it sets the pace, it sets that temperature, that thermostat we talk about mm -hmm. for the rest of the day. And if you can get up and accomplish just a few little things, it's going to set the pace for the rest of the day. And you know my my morning routine kind of ritual when I'm at my home in Minnesota it's different for for what what homes I'm at but in Minnesota I have a, a hot tub that I always do and then I have a cold tub that I hop into that wakes me up and then I'll usually start out with a, a workout and as I'm doing this I'm usually listening to either a podcast or a sermon and I'm just feeding myself good positive information throughout the morning. Right? And then I'll read, I'll pray, I'll shower up, maybe take my daughter to school. If, if it's my day to take her to school, we kind of rotate on that. But it's, it's, I have a routine that are non-negotiable for me. And what I mean by that is, let's say I have a, a late night and I'm up two hours later than what I normally am because we had friends over or whatever the case is. I'm not changing my morning routine. It's a non-negotiable. I'm not going to sleep in because I feel like I need a little bit more sleep and I, I will function better throughout the day because I'll be well rested. It's not the case. It's, it, it's, you wake up, you're out of your routine, you're in a funk, you're, you're not doing the, the, the normal um, tendencies or, or habits that you've created. And, and I've, I know this from practicing this, right? It's like, I'm going to just sleep in, I'm going to go another hour or so, hit the snooze button. And then you wake up and you're kind of frazzled. And, and part of that too, the big component is not getting on email and text messages right away. And that's, that's one of the hardest thing. When you wake up and you see you got like 17 missed text messages and emails and you're like, oh man, oh man, I don't wanna get, yeah. And then you know it's gonna be chaos once you open that up. And if you wake up and you're not in the right mindset to take that on, 
you're going to be constantly battling, constantly, you know, tre trudging uphill to try to get through those without the proper mindset. So it's so important to get yourself in that proper mindset before you take on the day. And it's so easy to do just by implementing these non-negotiable rituals or routines that you put in place that will then set the pace, set the temperature for the rest of your day. When you start your day, how long does it take you? Like, is there a certain amount of time that you give yourself before you kind of jump into doing work and looking at your email and everything? Yeah, it's usually an hour and a half, two hours. If I can wake up by, by 5.30 is, is my goal, to, uh, you know, at the latest. It's usually five, between 5 and 5.30. I, I try to wake up without a, an alarm clock. Um, and, and just, again, this has happened just through the routine or the rhythm that I put in my life. No matter what time I go to bed, it's like I'm able to wake up at that time. And then that gives me, you, my daughter's still asleep. I have an eight-year-old. And, you know, she doesn't roll out of bed until probably 7, 7.15-ish. So I've got, I know, a full hour and a half, maybe two hours if she sleeps in a little bit. But then I got to get her to school. You know, we got to head to school by 8 o'clock. So I want to get all those things done before I take, take on the day and I, can, and I can address my daughter appropriately in the morning to set her up on the right, you know, right temperature setting to, to lead the day um, the way that she needs to as well. Because I take that most importantly. It's like everything that I'm doing as I'm leading by example, not only for my spouse, but for my children, my child, because I want her to see daddy operate in all areas of excellence in, her in, in his life. So she has the desire. It's not even a question that when she goes to school, yes, yeah, she's going to be operating in excellence in every area of her life as well. And that's been a big motivating factor for me um, because prior to my daughter, I didn't do a lot of these things, right? And it, it's like you have a child and some of these things are like be, things that weren't as important before really become important. It exposes a lot of things in our life. And, and um, that was one of them. So about a two-hour window, that's what you give yourself just to kind of put yourself in, a, in the right mindset and get your mind going to, for the right perspective, right, right mindset? Yeah. So I, I wake up. The, one of the first things I do is hydrate. I, I chug some water. Yeah. Okay. Just to, our bodies, we, we haven't had any liquids in us for probably seven, eight hours maybe, right? So I want to hydrate and, and just get the body back to functioning at an awake level. I am not the masochist like like Tony and could just hop in a cold tub like that in the morning. So I hit the hot tub first. Oh. I like to gradually, you know, let's let, let's get my body temp up and and I'm feeling, you know, I'm loose, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I'm slowly waking up. I'm either, you know, reading uh reading on my phone as I'm, I'm sitting in the hot tub or I'm listening to a sermon or a podcast or something like that. I'm just feeding myself with that right right information and then I go to that cold tub I have a so it's nice my, my setup in Minnesota I've got a infrared sauna a cold tub and a hot tub within like 10 feet of each other so I've got a pretty good setup there but I'll do the hot tub hop into the cold tub um, try to sit in there for you know a couple minutes and then that is what really gets me going and I'll do a full immersion get my head under there uh, as, as a last you know few seconds and then I'll, I'll hop in the shower and just rinse off, clean up, um, and then get, get on with the day. Or if, if, I'm, if I'm working out in the morning, I've got a home gym I can work out at. Or oftentimes with my trainer, I'm working out with him uh, you know, mid-morning after, mid after I've dropped my daughter at school. That's an awesome routine to follow, man.
I truly believe that that's, that's very crucial to have in your life, that type of, of setup for the morning, because it does make a, a big difference. I've noticed in myself, when you wake up and you're in the right mindset, your day just goes so much better. But if you're already in a, in a bad mindset from, from minute, from the first minute, then it, it goes really bad throughout the day too. So the foundation to lay out something in the morning, it's really, really crucial. Absolutely. So I think you have really great um, uh, principles. First environment, and then getting a coach, getting, so surrounding yourself with the right people. And not only that, getting help from, from another person to help you out to become, to become better. And your morning routine and being able to set it and not, never compromise on it, but do it on a daily basis. I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool. As, as far as, as far as the rest though, if, if I can ask you, how important do you think are principles to you, like for in, in life itself, like to be able to, to have something in your life that you won't compromise? It's top, man. I mean, short of, you know, God family, it's, it's, it's these principles that I put in my life uh, because I think we either live, we either live in two fashions. We either live by pressure or we live by principle. And if you're living by pressure, eventually it's going to, the, the pop's going to, or the top's going to pop, right? If, if that pressure is continually building and building and building, that's why people have midlife crisis or, you know, they, they cheat on their spouse or it's like, it's things are building and building and building and building. And this is why balloons pop. Like that pressure can only sustain so long. But if you put yourself in a position to live by principle, there's no pressure. Like the only pressure is I need to do those principles, but I've already made those non-negotiable in my life. So it's not even, these are just like, it's, this is life. This is what it is. I'm living by principle by implementing these principles in my life. Therefore, when the pressure does come, it doesn't feel like pressure, right? It's like, I can handle these now because I have a sound mind. I have, I put myself in the right position to make the best decisions possible. I have somebody to bounce information off of. Uh, I, I've surrounded myself with the right tribe, the right family that I can, you know, interact with and not feel the pressure that I normally would. But I do that by living by principle, not by pressure. That is, I really, really love that. Living by principle, not by pressure. And I think it's it's very it's very important just what the way you put it because um, we do just like you were talking at the beginning where you l let life kind of go on and you don't have anything set up for your life so you let just life be or you are you are in life just being you're not you don't have any goals you don't have anything to to drive you towards something and it's it's very tough to be living that way. And just like you said, it starts to build pressure on you from yeah. just from yourself and from other people. So I, I really, really like that. So we, we do appreciate that you were here, Riley. We thank you for taking the time. Just one thing before we, before we, uh, we, we finish this off, where can people find you? And as, as one thing that I'm going to tell the, the audience, as you, as you guys see, he's a, he's a person that, that likes to take action. He's a person that, that has a great mindset. And as a coach for his coaching program, he can help you out. If other people want to, to reach out to you, maybe get your program and maybe get in contact with you, how can they reach out to you? 
Sure. Uh, so I'm on, you know, Instagram. You can find me on there, rileymeek.com. There's all sorts of information on there. We've got some resources, free resources, books, different things like that that are on there. Um, our coaching programs and everything like that as well are on there, Warner. But other than that, hit me up on Instagram. It's the Riley Meek um, is my handle there. Uh, and, you know, I love to connect. DM me. Let me know you heard heard me on the show here. And uh, and then, uh, you know, I always like to give Warner feedback on, on listeners that, that, that hit me up on, on different podcasts that I'm on. So um, there they are. Perfect. So I'm going to put a, a link on the bottom. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, they, they will be able to. And once again, uh, Riley, thank you for giving us all this great information. It was really cool to have you here. And, and I really appreciate it. So I really hope a lot of people will, will see this and get something out of it because I believe it's, it's very important to the, the information gave us. So, so thank you. Thank you. You're for welcome, being- man. Appreciate it. It's been fun.